Davis brilliantly. Gunston, Burgoyne to put them in front. He doesn't miss. He's kicked three. Hawthorne back in front. Boundary throw in. Hale, body to body with Sandilands. A remarkable athlete. Knocked it to the wrong man. Bruce. Bruce goes through and kicks a goal. Still with Rioli. Real chance. Hawthorne are in now. Rioli pinpoint. Kick the full forward. Burgoyne with Mackey. What a big play. Burgoyne gets it back. Gunston's got four. And they're coming now. Oh, Michael, it was a beautiful thing the other day, wasn't it? Eh? I've seen the Mighty Hawks win, eh? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did. Well, everyone, every Hawthorne supporter would have enjoyed that. Every um, Hawthorne supporter enjoyed it. And, folks, uh, welcome to Hawthorne Obsession. It's great to have you here with us this, this afternoon on our Friday clock session at uh, 4 o'clock. Uh, folks, we had a great win the other day. And, um, Michael, I, I just sort of, I just want to get your impression. When we were watching the game on on Sunday, the impression I was getting was that we, I mean, you and I both know what a, what a premiership team looks like. And Hawthorne is not a premiership team at all, right? We're sort of, there are players who have got some capacity to go the distance. We both recognise that. I think all Hawthorne supporters recognise that. But I, I'm sort of been a bit surprised by the way Hawthorne has been represented this week. There's a lot of talking it up a bit. And I'm thinking to myself, hang on. I watched that game too, and we were both thinking, my God, there's a bit of work to do here, but we can see the, the makings of something. Have you been sort of a bit surprised by the response of, I guess, Hawthorne supporters and perhaps even the media as well to, to how we went last weekend? Um, I must be honest, I haven't really paid much attention to what Hawthorne supporters have been saying, um, all the media. But uh, oh, look, I thought, I thought it was a good win and probably the most impressive thing about it was not just that we won, but um, the way we won and the way we won was through, you know, a lot of really good performances by some of our younger guys. So, um, you know, Newcomb and, and Mitch Lewis and Dylan Moore and, and Jeff and, you know, you could just keep going on um, about all these young guys that played really well. So... That, to me, said, well, it says that, hey, there might be a future here. Like, these guys might be um, part of the premiership team somewhere down the track. So that that's what was exciting about it. Um, but, I mean, if, it realistically, we were playing last year Wooden Spooners. Um, so, you know, we might not have an easier game this year. Um, and, yeah, it wasn't an amazing performance or anything like that. Um, it was a bit fumbly. There were a lot of mistakes, I think, particularly... In the second quarter, there were quite a few errors. And, uh, and you know, a, a lot of the time it was kind of a 50-50 game. We just sort of broke away at the end in a, in a way. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be getting too excited. But, um, yeah, I mean, at the same time, it was just – it was good. It was a good win to enjoy. And the best part about it, as I said before, was just seeing all those young guys perform well. The best part of the day of the day was really being back at the footy. I just love being back at the footy. And at the end of the Michael, I didn't, I didn't tell you this, but I had a little bit of a tear in my eye when I looked around the ground after after we'd won the game and I thought, my God, it is so good just to 
be back here with all the Hawthorne supporters enjoying ourselves after another win. But just being back there with other humans at the footy. And, you know, because you and I were in the standing room area and, of course, that was blocked off last last couple of years. So it just felt like, you know, we were back to normal as best we can for the footy. And it was that was, to me, that was the highlight of the day, really, just being there with everyone else doing all the usual things that we normally do. And we go to go to watch a game of footy. Michael, um, a couple of the young blokes, I think I told you in the last quarter, my favourite Hawthorne player now is John Newcomb. My God, that kid, he is a complete gun. He's like, he relentless tackles. When he tackles you, you stay tackled. But he's got incredible vision around him as well too. And a couple of times we saw one of the, um, and he's thinking ahead of the game as well too when he, when he shoots out handballs or, or taps the ball. He's thinking how yep. the play could work out. And remember that time we saw in the middle of the ground, he was, it was he and it was Josh Ward and um, Reeves and I think it might have been Mitchell as well too in the middle there. It must have been the third quarter. And, um, well, the second, second or third quarter. And there was a time when he, was, he got the ball out and he shot the ball. He, he thought that Josh Ward was going to run onto it and he, he shot the handball to the ground, a sort of a bounced it off the ground sort of away from the North Melbourne player and it bounced up and the plan was to obviously Josh Ward would get the bounce up but because they, they don't really know each other that well it didn't work but however it's uh he's he's that player who thinks ahead of where things can possibly be trying to play you into the right position and some of those kicks he did to Lewis two or three kicks just amazing he really you know he knows what to do to bring players into the game fantastic player big fan of uh, John Newcomb yeah, he was good. Um, I think there were three occasions in which he um, kicked the ball long to Mitch Lewis, who took a mark. Um, that's the sort of thing we haven't seen in Hawthorne, not much of it in Hawthorne for a little while, just a, a good clean kick into the forward 50 followed by a good mark. Um, there hasn't been a lot of that for a while, probably not since Roughhead was in his heyday. So, yeah, um, I think that he was really good. Um, yeah, Ward and McDonald both had pretty solid debuts. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I think it was the second or third quarter where both of those guys spent a bit more time in the middle and got a bit more of the ball. And yeah, but both those guys, I think they they might play every game this year or close to. So they they were really impressive. Um, but yeah, Newcomb. We could talk about Newcomb a lot, and you know, um, he was really impressive. But I, I thought Mitch Lewis was just as impressive. Um, you know, he's kind of, we're really looking for a key forward um, who can kick that 50 to 60 goals um, a season. And he might be the guy. It's only round one, but he's shown glimpses in the past as well. So what we're looking for, I guess, is, is just consistency from him. Because really, if you want a premiership team, it's just absolutely essential that you have a key forward that is capable of kicking 60 plus goals a year. Um, there's been very few premiership teams without one of those. Um, in fact, I can tell you off the top of my head, um, the Bulldogs in 2016 and Sydney 2012, the only teams um, I think in in living memory that have won a flag without a 60-plus goal a season key forward in the team. So, you know, uh, it's pretty important that you have a, a, a big forward that can kick a, a, a bag, like a bag of goals and, and, and consistently kick goals every year. So hopefully Mitch Lewis is the guy. 
Um, so, yeah, God, he I was really so. good. He had a very good game. I hope so. And, in fact, I think it, the last time I saw him take big grabs like that was back against the Geelong game a couple of years ago. Remember that game? He had sort of a breakout game for him where he played against yeah. good opposition and uh, took some really big grabs and kicked some beautiful goals. Could be about four, three or four goals, I think, in that particular game. But, yeah, just, God, Father, it was so good to see him taking the big grabs. And, yeah, John Newcomb. John Newcomb does the right thing. The big, long roost right down to the goal square where he's going to outmark a lot of players he plays against. So, you know, no mucking around with these short passes into the forward line. We're, we're beyond that stuff now. Hey, can I just bring up a player who I was worried about? And I'm glad he uh, got a couple of snags in the last quarter. I was worried about Chad Wingard. I was thinking, what's going on here? He didn't seem to be in the play. He wasn't uh, seemed to be going for flying for marks that he shouldn't be flying for and uh, just couldn't get his handle on the ball at all. But then, uh, of course, he bobbed up and kicked a couple of really important goals. Your, your thoughts on on Chad at the stage? Uh, oh, he just had sort of had a. I think for the first three quarters, he was just having a bit of an ordinary day. It wasn't through a lack of effort or anything like that. It just things weren't going his way. It always just seemed to be, you know, the ball would bounce the wrong way. He was just a step behind. You know, it's only round one. It's not really that unusual. Plus, you know, players have off days. But he's the sort of player that can have a lot of impact in a short space of time, um, and that's what he did in the second quarter. So he kind of salvaged his day with two goals, uh, two important goals in the last quarter. So Yeah, they were. Uh, yeah, he was all right. I, I think – I don't know if he'll be such – because under Clarkson, he played a lot more in the midfield. Um, I think on the weekend, he didn't go into the midfield at all, and no, that might didn't. be partly because yeah. Luke Bruce wasn't in the team. Um, so, or, you know, maybe that's just his role under Mitchell. Maybe he's just a forward, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know if we'll see him play such a predominant forward role next week or this week, I should say, but, um, yeah, look, he was okay. He, he was fine. And, and, you know, again, when you play a small forward role, particularly, um, you can have a lot of impact in a, in a short period of time. And that's what he did. So he did that, know, yeah. not I- a bad game. Altogether. I, I guess, Michael, and I'm not the only Hawthorne supporter to wish this, we want him to be better. <laughs> we want him to be kicking goals all the time. And you're right, he had no luck. Because we're watching him, I was watching him a lot very closely, and the ball just was going to bounce the wrong way, or you know, the Hawthorne player didn't handball it to him correctly, so it sort of went over his head. There was a whole lot of weird stuff going on which didn't allow him to actually get into the play. But, but you know, I just want him to be better. I want him to because I know we all know what he's got. And uh, we just want to see him do those things regularly. It's good having Bruce back this week. Fantastic, because I think he always plays well every single game he plays. And um, and good having McAvoy back in the team as well too, Michael. Very pleased. But I thought Reeves was amazing last week. He When they moved him into the middle, he was a difference because he was out rucking the North Melbourne Ruckman. He was beating Goldstein and uh, creating those opportunities. Because we saw that first quarter. I don't think we won any ruck, rucks in the first quarter, I think. I think we lost most of them. Is that right, Michael? Every clearance in the first sort of 15, 20 minutes was all for North Melbourne. Am I right when I'm saying that? Yeah, well, yeah, I think so. I don't I don't really think we could – we could not buy a clearance in the first half. Um, it was really uh, – yeah, really – I don't know if it was just Reeves, but he, he had a big influence when he was in the, in the ruck. Like, he really beat the other two ruckmen. Well, the other three ruckmen. North went with three, which was unusual. So – yeah, um, he was great, uh, and and he had a lot of responsibility on him because Lynch went down with concussion pretty early in the game, so he kind of had to ruck on his own, um, and he did a really good job. He was really um, good, yeah. And you know, yeah. I, the change was when they actually moved was Reeves, uh, Ward, 
and Newcomb in the middle with Mitchell. When it was those four, we started to win the ball out of the middle. When it was like uh, not that force, I think we had um, Shields and uh, you know a couple of others who not as not though that combination. I think they were the ones that sort of got the ball turning our way in our favour as the game went on. But but I tell you what, it was a bit bit tricky for uh, the first quarter or so, Michael, watching the game. But great to have the win. Really well, excited about the win. You know. Yeah, Michael, what do you yeah. want to say? Oh, well, I was going to say, um, you know, Warple and O'Meara both had pretty poor games. Um, I think that's part of the reason why we struggled a lot in the midfield early. That's right. They um, were in the middle, weren't they? O'Meara had a really bad day. He probably had his worst day as a Hawthorne player, to be honest. Um, but, you know, I mean, he's a quality player, so I'm sure he'll bounce back. And, and you know, Warple was one of our best and fairest before, so he's a good player too. He did, um, some, he did, he did some nice things, though. A couple of... He did. He did. did one beautiful, I think, dash out of the middle and uh, shot it down to... Oh, I can't remember who it was now, but Gunston, I think. Tia Gunston, oh, he had a river of game, didn't he? Just if he could kick straight, he would have been a BOG, but he was, he was really on song, wasn't he? Yeah, well, he might have been BOG anyway. Um, yeah. He was just really, really... Uh, I don't know if that has some, is a, if that's a reflection on Mitch Lewis. Like, perhaps Lewis was playing so well, uh, you know, Gunston got a bit more freedom. Um, but, yeah, he, he had a really good game. And he hasn't really played in a year. You know, he played no. one game against St Kilda last year. I don't know if you want to count that, but that that but really that was his return to to AFL footy. So really good return. So yeah, I mean he he's a like a um, an A grade forward. So he and and Bruce being together in the team alongside Lewis, that's you know not you, you could do worse. Like and and Chad Wingard as well. So you know we have got some forwards that can kick bags and goals there. Now, Michael, on our last show we talked about. We will know where Mitchell is, depending on who he who he puts into the team. And he went with the young team. Remember, we talked about yep. a couple of players. Yep. We thought if they're in, that gives us a sign. If they're out, we can see what's going on. He's clearly going with the young blokes. Dropping Shields this week for the game against Port, and ordinarily, I mean, he would never be dropped. But um, you know, he didn't have a good game. And uh, we're looking for the young blokes, and I think that. That's exciting for us as Hawthorne supporters and to see where we're going. Shield's still a good player and will play his role. And I think there was a rumour going around that his wife might be having a baby as well too. I saw that somewhere in the social media. But whether that's true or not, I don't know. But uh, all the same, um, picking the young blokes in instead of all the usuals is where we want to be. And is and Ned Long's, he's an emergency, isn't he? Is that right? Yes, he's been named as an emergency. Okay. Um, yeah, it was a younger team that was named. The the ones that sort of were notable to me were um, Daniel Howe and Tom Phillips, both being out of the side. Uh, Phillips came in as a med as a med sub in the end, but he wasn't named in the first team, and he's not named in the first team outside of being a med sub again um, this week. So yeah, that shows real intention. Um, yeah, I look maybe Shields has a more personal reason for being out of the team, but uh, you know, I, I mean, I would say that Shields. Was pretty good. I mean, he had 25 touches, and uh, I'd say that you know, comparatively, he probably had a better game than, than Connor Nash or or Finn McGuinness. But you know, Connor Nash and Finn McGuinness, that 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 could be the future. Whereas you know, Shields isn't, and Shields has been a great player for Hawthorne. Um, but yeah, he, he's not the future anymore. And I like that Sam Mitchell has been pretty ruthless in um, his pursuit of just getting as many games as possible into these younger guys. Awesome stuff. So, Michael, how do we? Uh, what do you think about this weekend? What are our chances? Oh, pretty slim. But I don't <laughs> think. I don't think. Uh, you know, 
I, I always think with like a, a team, like a, a good team, that like if you think of a young team that's coming together and you know um, uh, developing, winning interstate games against a difficult opposition is kind of the last thing that they can do. That that's sort of like the last little thing that that, that comes online when you're rebuilding a club. So. To go all the way to Adelaide, you know, Port Adelaide in Adelaide is as tough an interstate gig as there is. So, um, you know, Port Adelaide finished in the top four the last couple of years. So uh, I don't really like our chances. You know, having said that, uh, Port, you know, Charlie Dixon's not playing. So that's a bonus. They don't really have any recognised tall forward um, to power. So, you know, that that's something. But... Um, yeah, I, look, I, I don't expect to win, but hopefully, this bit, what, what we're looking for rather than a win is just um, uh, glimpses here and there of young players playing well. You know, Ward or McDonald having a really good game, or Newcomb, or any of those guys we've mentioned before, just having another really good performance and, and doing good things. Like, that's what we really want to see. A win would be pretty unlikely it'd be a huge bonus but um i don't think we're going to win too many games this year and i think most hawthorne supporters are on the same page about well that. i think they should be although as i was saying at the start of the show i had the funny feeling that uh, people are getting a little bit ahead of themselves but yeah look as long as you just say that we're, the targets we're looking for is seeing those young players just sort of continue their growth and continue to give us some signs that things are happening for hawthorne and um, what we saw last week was really the start of something. Hopefully, it continues this week. If, if Lewis kicks two or three goals, brilliant. If he kicks two or three goals every week, you know, kicks three goals, we've got 60 goals on our hands here. So if he just continues his progress and takes those big grabs, maybe the uh, the lesson taught by um, by Newcomb with those big long roosts into the forward line might be the uh, might be the message to some other Hawthorne players to try that out because you know it's going to work. And Bruce is always there to crumb if need be. Yeah, I heard Gunston talking about um, how Sam, Sam Mitchell's given them a bit more of a license to play a more attacking kind of game and, and just sort of, um, uh, you know, show a bit more flair than they did under Clarkson. Um, so, you know, maybe the kicking long is, is more of a thing we'll see. Not to have a go at Clarkson, I'm sure he knows oh. what he's doing oh, as well. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, so look, we, there might be games where we concede a lot more than we normally do, and that might just be a result of us playing less defensively. Yep. But, um, but yeah, no, it's definitely like the, the forward 50 entries on the weekend were pretty good. They were a lot better than we'd seen for, for a while. Now, Michael, we're excited to see uh, Will Day back at Box Hill this weekend as well too. So yep. that would be awesome, and hopefully he um, comes back into the team well, I don't want I don't I don't want them to rush him back into the team, but the sooner he gets back into the team, the better. We, where's his best position, Michael? Is it on the wing or halfback flank? Uh, probably much of a muchness. You could do either role, but I think he's more needed on the wing. Halfback flank. I mean, you know, Jath and Scrimshaw and Impey's. I think he's only about a week away or something to that yeah, effect. Is, so yeah, and yeah. Sicily, like we've got a lot of halfback flankers. So I think he's more needed on the wing. So I think that's where he'll be playing. Yeah, good. I agree with you completely. I just the idea of having, uh, uh, you know, Bramble on one wing, Day on the other wing, and Newcomb in the middle, baby, we're talking some good stuff there. So anyway, I'm excited about how that plays out in the coming weeks. Um, no word on Bramble just yet, is there? It sort of still, still says to be confirmed. Um, yeah, I'm not very hopeful about that to be honest. Like first, I think it was saying um, it's his foot. It's his foot. Around. 
Well, first it was saying around six weeks, and that's TBC. So I'm sort of, that didn't mm. sound very good. I'm okay. sort of thinking maybe we won't really see him in the first half of the year, oh, which what? is disappointing. No. Well, no. that's what, what? That was, well, he was on six weeks, now he's TBC. Mm. So, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, hopefully we see him earlier than that, but I'm not really expecting to see him any times. Okay. Well, we, we know he's good. That's the main thing. He's one that we can put into the team and say, tick, he'll be in our premiership team to come going forward. So we know what he's like. Um, Michael, anything else we could talk about? I reckon we sort of like... Um, got... We did, but uh, I've yes. got a little um, segment that I wanted to introduce. Oh, no way. What? Go. What is it? Yeah. Crikey. Unannounced. Well, Go for it. All right. So uh, now you've heard of... Have you heard of Caro's Arrow and, and yeah. Volcano? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those ones? Yeah. Where, you know, they... Pick, they pick something very petty and, and have a go at someone. Oh, here we go. Well, this is Michael's missile. Oh, Michael's missile. So okay. This we, is going to be even know, pettier than that. You know, we, so, we, now you've told me, I'll, I'll organise a bit, a, bit, a bit of a sound entry for that, okay? Well, I've actually I've got Mike. a sound bite here, but I, I don't I'm on the fire, so I don't know if it's going to come through very well. Do you want to give it a try? See if it works. Uh, go. I'll, I'll give it a try. Hang give on. it a try. Okay, this is the Michael's missile. This is the, uh, the launchy uh, sort of to his little segment. Right. Is it working? <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. That was terrible. Well, we need, terrible. need better audio next time. Hang on. Okay. So do it all again. Right, right. Give, give it a try again. Turn up a bit louder. All right. Here we go. Michael's missile. Here we go. Off you go. All right. Uh, the chicken and pesto sandwich at the MCG. Uh now, I've had this before. Uh, I think several years ago I had it, and it just made me feel terrible. It, it's got that real creamy, like weird, like thigh-cut chicken in it, um, and it, it's just it, it's just soggy and awful, and, and it's like $9.00. You know, like it's it's because uh, it, I don't I don't really like to eat you know pie and chips and those sorts of things. I just I, I I try to sort of go a more healthy option, but there aren't many of those. And you know, of the few that there are, there aren't very good. And this chicken pest sandwich, I, I again I had it a few years ago, sort of forgot how terrible the experience was, and then I tried it again on the weekend, and again, my God, it was all those horrible memories came flooding back to me. And, uh, yeah, it was just a terrible experience. <laughs> I felt very sick um, throughout the day. And I, I would – anyone, if you're thinking of going a healthy option, just avoid that. There's a, a ham and brie sandwich, which I think is much better. Well, is it? Go with that yeah. one. It's, uh, it's, it's still overpriced, but it, it won't make you feel sick. So, um, yeah, the chicken and pesto sandwich um, at, the, at the MCG – Avoid at all costs. That's I mean, that's that's Michael's missile. Uh, I, <laughs> can, can, <laughs> missile out. Can, can I just make, can I make a comment on your missile? Yeah. I mean, it's the footy. It's the footy. It's not going to a restaurant or a, a lovely cafe. It's the footy. Your expectations should be way lowered when it comes to food at the footy. Mine are. Whenever I go to the footy and I buy food, I just buy the chips. I might buy a bag of snakes, as you know, and or I might buy a pie. Usually it's the chips and the snakes. Keep it very simple. It is just a catering firm at the footy. 
not a cafe. Lower your expectations, Michael. You really no, should learn think... to lower your no, expectations. No, no. I can't. I've had, I've had healthy sandwiches or you know close to healthy sandwiches at Seven Eleven, and they're fine. I mean, they're not great, but you know, yeah, it's a sandwich at Seven Eleven. What do you expect? Michael, Seven Eleven is a is a boutique compared to the oh. MCG caterers. Come on. Look, well, it's you, okay. You shouldn't that's expect the case. They shouldn't be priced. They shouldn't be priced around nine dollars for a sandwich if if they're going yeah, to be no, that bad. That's a shocker. That's a shocker. Mm. That is anyway. A shocker. My point was uh, just avoid it at all costs. Pesto, chicken, don't go there. Don't go there. Maybe the brie. I wouldn't go there either. But anyway, uh, oh, if you're desperate, go the brie. But that. Uh, not, not, not pesto chicken under oh, any circumstances. Michael, Better Michael, to be hungry. Michael's missile, taking no prisoners. Good work. Is that going to be a regular feature now? Yes, it will be. And we'll have your little dodgy little uh, intro music on your phone, okay? Perfect. All right. All right. <laughs> um, anything else we should talk about to talk to the listeners about or we sort of can wrap it up there? What no, do you reckon? I think that's it. That's, that's it. it. I can't wait for the footy on the weekend. <laughs> we love seeing the Mighty Hawks play. Uh, hopefully we can pull up, snag a win. God, that'll be amazing, Michael. Uh, folks, we love Hawthorne, and we know you do as well too. And uh, Michael, come on, Mighty Hawks! Come on, Mighty Hawks! Get in there and give them one! Go, Hawks! We're going to win this one. Michael, have a great weekend. Uh, folks, have a great weekend, and uh, let's go out with our amazing um, Hawthorne Obsession theme song. I love this, Michael. When I hear this song, it inspires me to go and kick about five goals. Here we go. Michael, have a well, great week, okay. and I'll uh, see you later, listeners. We'll see you next Friday. Lewis brilliantly Gunston. Burgoyne to put them in front. He doesn't miss. He's kicked three. Hawthorne back in front. Boundary throw in, Hale, body to body with Sandlin. It's a remarkable athlete, knocked it to the wrong man, Bruce. Bruce goes through and kicks a goal. Still with Rioli, real chance. Hawthorne are in now. Rioli pinpoint, kick the full forward. Burgoyne with Mackey. What a big play. Burgoyne gets it back. Gunston's got four. And they're coming now.